0: Uh, I want to tell you about Echelon. Uh, Now, Echelon is... if you've There's some of these connected bikes. Exercise is hard, and no one likes to do exercise. However, we need it. I I don't. I hate it. I hate it. We do need it desperately, as you can see, if you happen to be watching the show Mm -hmm. visually. Uh, Wait. (laughs) Some of these bikes, though,
1: oh my gosh. I mean, it is like mortgage your home. Mortgage your home. Oh, it's ridiculous. Sell your children. Echelon is not like that, and it's not just a bike. It's also... Rowing machines and and running machines and all the machines that I absolutely hate except for the rowing machine that I like yeah that I like Um, Echelon offers the next generation of
0: connected fitness bikes they've got the fitness mirrors they got rowing machines their Echelon stride smart treadmill it's really cool stuff no matter what your favorite uh, fitness activity Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your own home. Uh, The EX7S is Echelon's latest state-of-the-art innovation that takes cycling to the next level. You're going to love this connected bike uh, built with performance, flexibility, and durability in mind. The EX7S is the bike for competitors at heart. Uh, the world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. Unlike the other, you know, competitors, uh, I will say, Echelon is actually affordable, and one membership lets five different family members work out at the same time. Right now, you can get Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com back, E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash back. Echelon.com slash echelonfit.com back.
1: notice that if you ever try to retweet an article or video or something like that, uh, Twitter says, have you read the article yet? <laughs> Would you like to read the? Ar-? Well, yesterday, a lot of blue checkmark people retweeted something that was an, just a stupid, stupid, moronic charge that I'm an anti-Semite. And uh, geez, I'm using Nazi analogies. By the way, that's off the table again. Just for anybody who has been screaming, Nazi, 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 Trump is Hitler, Nazi, Nazi, Nazi. You can't say those things anymore. It's very offensive. Well, Jake Tapper and others, I'd like to explain history. And I warn you, you should probably listen to this segment alone because you might get a little flushed from your embarrassment. I do that in 60 seconds. You know, they really only. Oh, thank you, Kylo Ren. Uh, you only really get in, in trouble when you're accurate. You know, you only they only come after you. I, I was on Tucker last night and I think I hit them right in their soft underbelly because the reaction was relentless and it didn't bother me at all. Bring it on. I mean, I know what's coming. I know it's really ironic is I told all of you in not you, but the press. I I, I laid this all out in 2008. Uh, I I laid all of this out for over a decade now. uh, And you're just doing exactly what I said you would do. It's not going to work out well for you. Uh, I mean, it's not going to work out well for me and others, you know, in the short term. But I will at least be on the right side of history when the gods of the copybook headings return. Uh, I'll at least be, you know, wow, wow, look at that guy. And so will millions of others. You, unfortunately, are going to be on the wrong side. Uh, All right. Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour, uh, American Financing. Hey, there's something really exciting that I'm going to tell you about uh, later on in the program. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, it looks like banks. Here it is. America's six largest banks could raise interest rates in response to what would be an 11 billion dollar tax increase. A proposed by president elect Joe Biden. Banks were among the biggest beneficiaries of the corporate tax cut. In uh, And higher rates will cut into their profit, just like it would for other U.S.-based companies. But in the end of the day, the most important thing for banks is the health of the economy. So what they're going to do is they're going to raise your taxes, and then they're going to raise the taxes on corporations. And those corporations are going to raise the prices to pay for those higher taxes. And so you get hit twice. Congratulations. I'm so excited. We have finally in the Oval Office some people who understand the little people. Now, if you think for some reason that that might be sarcastic, you might want to go to American financing because interest rates will go up because that's the way the world works. American financing, please, please. Get out from under those high interest rates with your credit cards. Please get into a lower interest rate while you can. It is going to be harder and harder for everyone, but I have a feeling for especially conservatives to be able to get rates that are reasonable Please lock these rates in. American Financing, uh, the people that you should call at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, one 8 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right. So last night, I was on Tucker Carlson, and could we just quickly play... Um, Part The only part that anybody talked about and boy, there is so much meat in here to talk about. Uh, we're we're going to spend the whole day and I'm not defending my this is not about me. It's not about defending it. I hit them where it hurt. And that's why the response. I was tw- trending on Twitter last night congratulations thank you it's never good to be twen- trending on twitter better than being removed <laughs> yes yes <laughs> it is go. yes it is um but uh trending on twitter last night because i said which was a very small point in this whole eight minute monologue uh, but i said this in the monologue listen can't have freedom of speech if you can't have if you can't express yourself in a meaningful place. It, this is, this is like the Germans with the Jews behind the wall. They would put them in the ghetto. Well, this is the digital ghetto. You, you can talk all you want. Jews, you do whatever you want behind the wall. Well, that's not meaningful. And that's where we are. That's where millions of Americans will be. Okay. Now I went on to say, I'm not comparing the two to the Holocaust. Because I've been down this road multiple times. Now, it hasn't been wrong to compare anyone to Nazis, Jews or Hitler's uh, Hitler uh, in the last four years. But apparently it is about to be very, very, very unpopular once again. Now, as soon as I said that. Oof, the Internet went crazy, and Jake Tapper said, this is nothing like what the Nazis did to the Jews. And if you think that you're an absolute moron. Oh. Glenn Beck, Tucker Carlson and his white supremacists like them love saying the term ghetto. They like the way it rolls off their tongue. If people like Glenn Beck are going to compare what's happening right now to the Holocaust, they should at least have the decency to admit that they're the Nazis. It's like the far right is trying to hide their white nationalist views by comparing the Holocaust with their plight. Thinking, uh, thinking face, Glenn Beck has been peddling anti-Semitism by attacking George Soros and his control over the media and Democrats for years. Oh, I just love this. As I'm in my prison cell at some point uh, for thought crimes. Oh, I'm just going to be laughing myself to sleep every night. Let's just talk about this for a second. And Jake, I'd like to talk to you. Um, And, you know, I've never thought your voice should be silenced. In fact, I was a fan of yours um, until really recently. And, you know, last four years, I, I, I thought you were an actual objective uh, reporter, I don't know how, what happened to you or maybe how stupid I was for believing that. Um, but, uh, I, I've never called for your voice to be silenced, nor would I. In fact, the, what do they call them? Ass hats. Uh, the people that work at CNN that are currently leading the charge to silence the right, I, I still think that they have the right to say those things and be heard, even on CNN. So I don't know what it is about free speech that you're so afraid of, uh, Jake. But I, I want to take everyone who uh, thinks that I'm this is nothing like what the Nazis did to the Jews. And if you think that, you're an absolute moron. Hmm. Gosh, Jake, I feel bad for you today um, because you've just called Edwin Black an absolute moron. Mm. Now, maybe you don't know who Edwin Black is. He's just the award winning New York Times bestselling international investigative author of 200 award winning editions in 20 languages. And one hundred and ninety countries, as well as scores of newspapers and magazines, articles in leading publications with more than one point six million books in print. His work focuses on human rights, genocide and hate, corporate criminality and corruption, government misconduct, academic fraud, philanthropic, philanthropic abuse, uh, oil addiction, alternative energy, blah, blah, blah. Editors have submitted Black's work 11 times for a Pulitzer Prize nomination. In recent years, he's been a recipient of a series of top editorial awards from journalistic organizations. He has contributed to uh, many things, human rights investigations, blah, 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 blah. He's even been on CNN Wolf Blitzer show. Isn't that weird for a moron? Well, maybe he's not a moron. Maybe he's just an anti-Semite. You see, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because he's the guy that coined the term that I said was digital uh, ghetto. He calls it uh, algorithmic um, uh, ghettos he's used uh, that he's used digital ghetto though before yeah. and he's used uh, several similar right. terms. it's the same it's the same thing and electronic he's, ghetto he's also used he has said this now uh for years uh, he was on my show the first time i heard him talk about it was the week that he was on my show he said digital ghetto in fact he was on yesterday and here's what he said i don't even know if there was a term for it at the time and you said yeah, it's digital ghettoization. And that always stuck with me because that's exactly what it should be called and it's exactly what's happening today and you warned about it. Can you tell me what that means and why you saw that coming?
2: Well, the problem has grown even graver since you and I spoke. I was sitting in I was standing in the rotunda of the Michigan State Capitol with the governor on a Holocaust day cer- mm. ceremony when I coined the phrase, the algorithm ghetto mm. and, the al- and the algorithm ghetto says that we will now be in a position where we can scream from the rooftops and no one will hear us because our means of connectivity has been disconnected by the Facebooks, by the Twitters, by the Instagrams, and all of these groups. And now we have seen this has suddenly come into play, not within a matter of weeks or months, but almost overnight, the crush of censorship that is coming upon people
1: well, that is weird, uh, Jake Tapper, uh, for this guy who's been nominated for a Pulitzer Prize 11 times to be a moron, or is it that he's an anti-Semite? Um, and it'd be hard for him to be an anti-Semite. I mean, he just said he came up with it. The first time he ever spoke it was at a Holocaust memorial, um, and it would yeah. be very hard for him since, uh, since his mom... Uh, actually escaped on the train from Treblinka uh, and her father or his father escaped from the shooting pit uh, and they both uh, lived in the forests of Poland until the Allies came in. So it's weird that his mom and dad both escaped the Holocaust and he's an anti-Semite. It's a strange path to anti-Semitism. It I'll really is. Yeah. It is. It's a strange
0: mean, path. Yeah. And uh and I was reading his uh his speech from 2018 at the mm-hmm. official Holocaust commemoration for the state really? of Michigan. Yeah, yeah, where he discussed. You should send
1: this. it to Jake Tapper. Well, oh, you know, I posted it on Twitter uh, oh, at uh, stew uh, Does America. You can get yeah. it right there. uh um, could, you, could you resend it to Jake? Can you make sure you put a uh, an at Jake if Tapper you if it? you prefer? Maybe pr- you'd like to. Do I, <laughs> I would love to do that. <laughs> I bet you would. I would
0: love to because do that. you know i think look we are of course very understanding people here on the program and mm-hmm. you know maybe not everyone is familiar with this historian's concept mm-hmm. and
1: and thought maybe you just came up with it on the fly yeah and and, and and if i just came up with it on the fly well because i've been right about so many things that none of them can ever admit but you're to, just
0: some, talk, but show I'm just host some guy.
1: talk show host so this is mm-hmm. not from me this is from edwin black
0: yeah and uh and he's talked about it i mean he's talked about it for years now yeah and it's probably something you should be aware of if you're going to start calling people who use it a moron but, or an anti-semite or an anti-semite but mm-hmm. if you don't happen to be aware of it look there's a lot of facts going around people yeah. have been really busy the last couple of years yeah maybe people have just partic- you know missed is, I agree. So if agree. so, it's interesting. We posted the speech up on Twitter at Stu Does America. Feel free to share it with anyone who you think might
1: need that information, mm-hmm. so they
0: understand the concept before they start talking about it.
1: That's really good, Stu. Thank you. And I'm going to retweet it to Jake Tapper because he's been really busy. Yeah, I mean, you it, know, he's been really, been a lot really going busy. He's a busy time. You're exactly very right. busy time. You're exactly right. So if you would like to uh, help us spread the word, uh, Edwin Black, by the way. A horrible moron and anti-Semite is going you're to be with too. us again today. Oh, no. On Well, today's this proves show. you're an anti-Semite if you're putting Edwin Black on. Well, you know, the one thing I haven't asked him, are you a white supremacist? <laughs> we don't know. May- we don't know. Maybe he's a white supremacist. Because that was the other one. It was either you're a moron, an anti-Semite, or a white supremacist. Mm. I don't have any. I have no evidence that he's not a white supremacist. And in today's America... You are guilty until you can face the tribunal and prove that you are not more, much, much more, including the things that I said last night that they didn't talk about. And I think what I didn't talk about is much more important. Or what they didn't talk about is much more important than this ridiculous charge because they're uninformed. You're informed on that. Now, let's go to the Supreme Court in a few minutes and I'll tell you what I said about that. And then we have Dan Bongino on. And then after that, we have Andy. No. Now, Andy has been. uh, Well, he's got a new book out and is it out, though? No, it's
0: it's out. Is it out? Well, because it seems like a lot of bookstores are saying, you know what? It's not
1: out. We're not going to have it here. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's just Antifa. The people who (laughs) don't like fascists telling you what to do, what to read. They've had a, dare I say it, digital book burning. And uh, we're going to talk to him about that coming up in just a second. And by the way, digital book burning completely different than actual book burning. Mhm. Mhm. More in a second. I'm also going to give you. Uh, I'm also going to I'm also going to tell you to trust in the Lord. Because uh, he's got this. He's not surprised by it. All right. Let me tell you about uh, relief factor. Wayne listens to us in Kansas. He was a rugby player there for 20 years. I didn't even know. Anybody in America played rugby, let alone Kansas. Anyway, as people in his sport often do, because those are real football players. I'm just saying they're not wearing pads and they're not, you know, crying about it. Anyway, um, he's hurt both his back and his kicking foot. Started out only as a little at first, but gradually got worse and worse and more frequent to the point that he despaired that he would never feel normal again. I know that feeling well, and I'm not a rugby player. I've just walked or not walked my whole life. Anyway, um, within days of taking relief factor, Wayne felt the pain begin to recede. Uh, He says it's now gone. Week or so later, the pain in his foot went away after taking it. He was able to get back onto the field just like in the old days so he can create new pain for himself. See, this is what exercise does. Anyway, Relief Factor, not a drug developed by doctors, and 70% of the people who go on to try it, they go on to buy more. Why? Because it works. Relief Factor, 800-583-84, 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. 10 Second Station ID. So some people, including many conservatives, have argued that private companies are not bound by any legal obligation to extend Bill of Right protections to American citizens. Generally speaking, courts have agreed with that. You don't have to extend free speech rights to a man standing in the living room of your own private home. However, not in all cases. In Marsh versus Alabama, I spoke about this last night on Tucker, and strangely, nobody brought this up. Uh, Supreme Court, 1946, court ruled that even though the town of Chicksaw, Alabama, was 100% built on privately owned by a shipping company land, and it was the proverbial company town, they ran everything the court ruled that they still were obliged to honor the first amendment rights of the people who lived, worked, and visited there now mrs march had been arrested and charged with violating a local ordinance against religious uh, proselytizing for handing out pamphlets supporting her beliefs as a jehovah witness she plea uh, she pled that such an ordinance even though she was legally on privately owned Uh, property by a private corporation it violated her first amendment rights of free speech and religion now if it is in your home and she comes in she has no right however however The court said any municipal ordinance that prohibited distributing religious literature in a public street clearly would violate the First Amendment. A company town does not have the same rights as a private homeowner in preventing unwanted religious expression on his property, while the town is owned by a private company. It is open for the use by the public and thus the company becomes limited by the constitutional rights of the people there who are entitled to the freedom such as speech and religion. Conflicts between property rights and constitutional rights must be resolved in favor of the latter. Think of that. Hmm. So what does that mean? Oh, I'll explain later on in today's program. You don't want to miss it. And Dan Bongino is coming up. You know, Dan Bongino for being an outspoken advocate for the values that many of us hold. He also is uh, an investor in Parlor. He's coming up next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh boy. I was made fun of last night on Twitter. A lot of people were like, and now he's just selling Mike Lindell's my pillows. Mm, Yep. Because they're They're great pillows. Great pillow. I I don't know what your problem is. You may not like them. So, okay. Don't buy them then. Have you tried them? Mm. Because I didn't think I would like them. And I tried them last night. I swear to you, because I do these commercials, I think about it every night. I mean, if it was just you, you wouldn't think about it every night. But I do because I do these commercials and people are like, do you really like them? Last night, again, I was fluffing the pillow and I can get it exactly right. I know when I'm going to wake up with a headache because I've slept wrong on my neck and I can get it exactly the way I want because of the way this pillow works. And I I don't even understand it. It's I don't know. It's some sort of voodoo magic, Um, but it's completely different. Please try it. If you're looking for a great pillow, there were $70, a $40 savings. Now, MyPillow, $29.98. King size or just five bucks more. Check it out, MyPillow.com, 800 966 3117. 800 966 3117.
0: MyPillow.com. Go to blaze.tv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You're going to save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV for a limited time.
1: Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Many, many years ago, a guy was standing in my Fox News studio off to the side. He was wearing, I think, jeans and a T-shirt or something. He may have come in a suit, uh, but he was not dressed in his usual garb. He was uh, he was on a day off, and he decided to come up to the studios uh, because he wanted to talk to me. He shook my hand, and he said... Uh, I've seen so much vitriol against you. I actually started listening and watching what you were saying. And I can't do this anymore. I can't do my job anymore. And he was a Secret Service agent. He was actually in the White House while I was there. He was actually with the Obamas um, and, and others. I've never asked him for the details of all of the things that he saw. And he's the kind of guy that I don't think would ever reveal those. I find him to be an honorable Secret Service or former Secret Service uh, agent. His name is Dan Bongino. He has changed his life and become very outspoken. He is also an investor in a business that was shut down called Parlor. And I want to make it also very clear that Dan Bongino said, I think it was on Wednesday of last week, we must never, ever normalize political violence, end quote. Uh, he's very clear there are many reasons for what happened on Wednesday, but there are no excuses. And in fact, it leads to great danger of the Republic uh, or to the Republic. Uh, so let me go to Dan Bongino. Dan, first of all, how you doing, my friend? Physically, you know, how uh, are you doing?
3: Not too good. I mean, uh, really, it's just not. If you want me to tell you, honestly, of course, I'm going to do that. Um, but that's all right. Listen, that's, uh, I appreciate your concern. You've always been a good friend to me. Um, you know, I was over with you in Israel. We go way back and that story's accurate. I remember that moment, like it was yesterday. Too. Uh, you, you have a, you have an amazing memory. I might add, considering how many people you meet. Um, so I, but, but getting back to what you opened up with, you know, you're right. I am an investor in parlor and, and I just want to emphasize to the audience you have a substantial one. You have no idea how bad this was behind the scenes. Um, I, I know you're probably thinking, well, some maybe not you, because you see this stuff behind the scenes, but some people in your audience, well, how much worse could the attack on Parler have gotten <laughs> Three $1 trillion companies, Amazon, Apple, and Google, all uh, seemingly coordinated to remove your business from the face of the earth. Well, behind the scenes, it's even worse. I mean, there are smear campaigns, pressure campaigns, on everyone Glenn lawyers no, no. bankers everyone to get this company a, a potentially what was what was closing in on a billion-dollar company wiped from the face of the earth it's inc- it's incredible
1: I will tell you uh, Dan and you know this um, Cheryl Atkinson wrote about it in uh, one of her books um, how the left uh, used me as the guinea pig to perfect their uh, their their hit squad um, but I don't think they've perfected it until now. They, they, they have it down. When they want to destroy and shut people down, they can do it now quickly because it is a network that they have, as you said, from banking uh, to the Twitter mob to, uh, to Google. I mean, they can destroy you quickly.
3: Yeah, they can. And I've been warning about this on my show now for five years where I, I said, I think it was five years ago the first time I used the term, which I use to this day, um, a parallel economy. That yes. Sadly, we live in a country right now where we as conservatives, libertarians, and candidly sane Democrats, too, um, we have to construct a parallel economy. Everything from servers to Internet infrastructure um, to financial institutions. And I'm not talking about a conservative economy. What I'm talking about is a free speech economy. Parlor doesn't discriminate against liberals. Now, Twitter discriminates against conservatives. We don't. If you want to join Parlor as a liberal, when we're up, uh, hopefully this weekend, we will be back. By the way, go right ahead. Nobody's going to ban you. But we need to do that. Whether it's an alternative to PayPal, we need to construct an entirely free speech economy, so, where we can we get board members free of pressure campaigns who have some cojones.
1: So, Dan, I agree with you a hundred percent. You know that's why I built the Blaze. But you also know because of your dealings with your own company and parlor, uh, to get the right to actually open their pocketbook the way the left does is damn near impossible. Uh, and to get the people, I mean, now in this time, to get people to stand up with courage. And say, yeah, damn right, I'm building that is also damn near impossible. But here's the worst part. The money, the billions and billions, possibly trillions of dollars to build this infrastructure is I mean, it's almost unreasonable to expect anyone can do that.
3: Uh, it is, Glenn. But I, listen, I'm not here to, to, to blow wind up your wazoo here that any of this is going to be easy. It's not. But, you know, I think back to, you know, when I was an agent at the Secret Service agent, I was an instructor at the Academy. Someone knew, you know, Roger Ailes, who had, you know, has since departed. But Ailes gave a gave a speech about the starting of Fox News. And someone asked a question and said, you know, what made you think to start a news network that would appeal to, you know, conservatives? And he had an interesting quote. He said, well, it wasn't really some act of genius. He said, it, we had a business model that appealed to 50% of America. Uh, you know, th- that's what I'm suggesting here that to the people listening with the money and the finances and the clout, the, the Elon Musk's of the world and other who seem to be mildly interested at, 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 you know, at a minimum in Liberty and freedom, Yeah, there's a market out there. It's called 50% of America. You're talking about over 150 million potential customers for a you know a free speech bank a free speech paypal a free speech everything that's what parlor was and parlor's not done glenn i'm telling you we're going to win oh, this I know. fight there is no way I know. once we win this is going to be a seminal moment when we hit these companies hard because we're not the, we i said on, uh, on on fox the other day and i'll say it to you again i will go bankrupt i will go absolutely destitute before i let this go i don't care I have had some very scary moments in my life, and they put, you know, horse blinders on me. I know what matters now, and it's not money, and it's not houses, and it's none of that crap. It's this. It's the ability to exist in a free country where you can express your ideas freely and not worry about being, uh, you know, thrown out of your job and and candidly put in jail like they were trying to investigate the IRS with uh, the conservative Uh groups. I mean, this is not a new story. None of this is new.
1: So last night I quoted um, uh, Edwin Black, who I don't know if you're you know who he is, but he's brilliant. Um, and uh, and his parents were Holocaust survivors, et cetera, et cetera. And I quoted him as saying they're building a digital ghetto. This is what the Germans did in the real world because there wasn't a digital world. Hey, Jews, you could talk all you want. You can do whatever you want. Just do it behind this wall. They removed them from society and from sight. And so you could do anything you wanted to them. And the excuse was, no, 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 they're having a great life. They're just separate from us. Um, They've built a digital ghetto for the right. And it's only going to get more powerful if people don't stand up and say this is wrong. So how do we do it? How do we do this?
3: Well, there's a couple, there's going to be multiple steps here. Number one, we're going to need legislators who actually have some. Can I say balls? I yes, guess I you can. can. I'm not you sure just did. OK, sorry. But That's all right. We don't have that now, Glenn. You deal with these people. I talk to them a lot. I'll tell you um, some inside baseball. I'm, I'm sure you may agree, but I don't want to speak for you. But speaking to legislators like I have, have run myself and be friendly, I would guesstimate that less than 10 percent of the Republican Party understands and is willing to
1: fight this fight. It's sad, but yeah, less good. than 10 percent. Yes, I agree. Right.
3: I may be being
1: generous just for the sake. I would say 5%. I would say 5%.
3: Probably close to accurate with that little squiggly. sign means could be less or could be right. So So I'm not sure we have the people in there willing to fight this fight. And anyone saying, oh, we can't rely on politicians for this fight. Ladies and gentlemen we live in a constitutional republic it's a representative democracy that's the only vehicle we have now i i'm never going to ever ever sanction advocate or not condemn violence ever i'm not i'm not going to do it if the country's law it's over then forget it we live in a nation of what guerrilla warfare that's not my country not interested sorry hard pass the only way to do it is to get people in there we did make some effective change with the tea party you were in it you got what 300,000 people at, to show up on the mall and clean the place up.
1: D- I mean, Dan, Dan, yeah. I want you to go and read. Um, I mean, maybe I'll just send you the portion of this uh, from Barack Obama in his book. And also in his founding documents of whatever it is, uh, you know, forward America or whatever that thing was that, you know, was the Obama movement. Um, he talks about how devastating the tea party was to his agenda. And he talks about how a few voices screwed it up for him because we turned America against him. No, he did. He did, but (laughs) we did have an effect and people feel like we didn't. It was effective.
3: Well, that's, that's a defeatist mentality. Listen, we live in a world of marginality. If you're looking for black or white answers like Tea Party good, Tea Party bad, that's not the way the world, the world works like a thermostat. You don't say in the winter, heat good or heat bad. You say how much heat. Now, we live in the world on the margins. The Tea Party in the end, under Barack Obama, got a Budget Control Act passed. Granted, it's been rendered toothless by Republicans because they've lost their focus. But we got the Budget Control Act passed under Obama. Don't tell me it didn't do anything. Don't tell me we've given up all avenues. We have to resort to violence. I'm out. I'm not interested at all. We cannot. That's the leftist thing. When you normalize this like they have and you say, oh, riots are okay. I mean, I'm going to cover on my show today a whole bunch of headlines where Vox and Time Magazine, riots aren't that bad, whatever, sanctioning it. I'm not doing that. There's a path here to fix it. It's a long one. It's not an easy one. But no life, no answers in life are easy. We're here for okay. the fight. We're mm-hmm. not here for easy answers.
1: I've only got about 90 seconds for this answer, uh, and it's important. As a Secret Service guy, I don't know if you have seen the posters who I I contend were never drawn by a conservative because no conservative has that much art in their soul, um, but Uh, It it is for a march on the country, uh, on all of our state capitals armed. I reject this. I think this is the this could be the Reichstag fire that is needed to finish the republic. And can you speak on your thoughts on an (laughs) on an armed rally in every capital next week, including Washington, D.C.?
3: I'll tell you this in 60 seconds or less. You know, everybody likes to quote Sun Tzu and all that stuff, and it's overplayed. But this, when you are doing what your enemy wants you to do, don't do it. They are setting you up. Don't do it. Don't. This is nothing to do. I'm a huge advocate for the Second Amendment. Huge. Don't do it. I'm convinced they are setting you up 100,000%. Don't. Do it. March. All you peaceful protests and civil disobedience are the essence of America. Do your thing. Don't do it. They are setting you up. I am sure of it.
1: Dan, I pray for you. I, I know your your health, um, and you can rely on us as friends to to help you in anything that you need. We support you. Thank always you. Been there. I Thank appreciate you. that. God bless. Dan Bongino. <clears throat> All right. More in just a second. Well, there's nothing I love better than driving a car until the doors fall off, Uh, you know, especially when it is, uh, you know, when it is your mode of transportation, you love it or whatever. When you run out of warranty, it's almost impossible to do that now. You can't keep your car running because it becomes too expensive. That's why Car Shield is there, and you're getting the peace of mind when you're on the road. That if something happens, Car Shield is there for every covered repair. They make sure you're taken care of while your car is in the shop. They uh, they make sure you have a free rental car. They give you the freedom to use the mechanic of your choice. You can use the dealership and put the authentic parts in it. This is your partner in keeping. Your car on the road when it starts to get really, really expensive and it's a low month to month cost to do it. They have saved me literally probably ten thousand dollars over the last five years. Uh, It is so worth it. Drive with confidence. Know you're protected with CarShield, 800 665 2157. 800 665 2157. Or visit carshield.com. Use the promo code Beck and you'll save 10%. Carshield.com, promo code Beck. Deductible may apply. This is the uh, Glenn Beck program. Glad you're here. Uh, Stu, we've got a lot coming up next hour. We have Andy No. We have Edwin Black. Wow. We, we have uh, a woman who just sold flag t shirts online and shut down. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Seems like th- there's, there's almost a theme here. Almost. Uh, developing. A th- almost, th- yeah. a theme. Mm-hmm. almost a theme. Almost a theme. Well, Edwin Black's going to be here to educate uh, those who have been so super busy uh, in the last few years that they don't understand the term digital ghetto. Oh, I think it'll be interesting to people who are coming across Edwin Black's work for
0: the first time in the last 12 hours yeah. to
1: understand the concepts he's been discussing for right. many years. The, uh, the man whose mom and dad survived the Holocaust, uh, who is uh, probably one of the most important uh, scholar on eugenics and the Holocaust. Um, so it'll be interesting for people like Jake Tapper, et cetera, et cetera, who think that anybody who says that or believes that is a moron, moron. or an anti-Semite.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's again the path to anti-Semitism can be a winding one.
1: Yeah, Glenn. usually it doesn't start it doesn't in the it, forest of Poland. Well, uh, sometimes it starts in the forest of
0: Poland. Well, but yeah. it's usually if you're on the other side of the gun. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah a lot of anti-Semites yeah, yeah. on that side of the gun. Yeah,
1: with well, Edwin Black's family they were fleeing the Nazis. Yeah, escaped um, Treblinka mm-hmm. and the uh and the shooting pit. And
0: you just think like. That's not the normal path to right.
1: dislike Jews. Yeah. But yeah, yeah.
0: maybe they're right. We'll have well, to ask Edwin, ask
1: Edwin about yeah. that. That'll be an interesting conversation. And what a con he has perpetrated for all these years. Coming off as the world's leading Holocaust uh, scholar. You know? <laughs> what a con he has lit as an apparent anti-Semite according to Jake Tapper. So, or a moron. Could just be a moron. Could be just a moron. Just 11 a moron. time, you know, nominated for the Pulitzer Prize. But most morons do get that you hmm. know well i should shut my mouth because well no it wasn't a pulitzer prize it was a nobel prize that uh, barack obama was nominated for so i guess the morons go for the nobel prize <laughs> not the pulitzer